hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of my new podcast, Nightingale Books. It's not new anymore, it's like, I've got to stop saying that, it's like six months old. But anyway, today I'm just going to be talking about all the books on my shelf, and there's 15, so it is quite a bit, but that's actually really good for me, because this year I had a personal goal for myself, um, because I had, yeah, I think I had 30 books on my shelf. And, um, like, at the beginning of the year, and don't worry, I haven't just read 15 books this year. But, um, yeah, because I have 15 now, and, um, because I buy, I buy, I, I've got a really bad habit of just, like, buy, going out and just buying heaps of new books, even though I should probably just read the books on my shelf, but, uh, you know, there's always the internet that doesn't help. I like, I just like, hmm, I should go browsing on like Booktopia or Dimmix or QBD and just have a look at the new YA releases and stuff. And I get, I just, I just, yeah, I just, at the, I probably bought like 20 new books this year. And the thing is, I like bring the book home and I read it. And um, I don't read the books on my shelf that have been there for probably two years. And it's not that these books aren't good, they're amazing, they're brilliant. But I just cannot be happy with what I've got, I guess. But anyway, I'm just going to be telling you about the books, who gave them to me, and how long they've been on my shelf for, which is going to be a bit embarrassing. But anyway, first up, we have Partials by Dan Wells. And I've had this for about, hmm, let me see, I'd probably say, I had, I got it in February, February from a friend, um, who actually just gave it to me, like, as a gift, just like, I kind of out of the blue, which is really nice. And, um, yeah, it was like, it's, it's, and that's a really good book too. I think I, I was talking to her about it, I think at the beginning of the end. And she just went and bought it for me, so that was really nice. Thank you, my friend, my very best friend. I won't say your name, but anyway. The human race is all but extinct, wiped out by a killer virus released by genetically engineered soldiers. Partials. 16-year-old Kira is trapped on Long Island. Her community clings to survival. But what hope can they have when no baby survives for more than three days? Kira is determined to make a difference, to find a cure. Her best friend is, pre- her best friend is pregnant and Kira cannot let that baby die. Time is running out and finding the cure means capturing a partial. Yeah, so uh, it sounds amazing, right? It I read twenty two chapters, I think, in like May, and um, it was yeah, it was it was I liked the twenty two chapters I read, um, and yeah, I'm really excited to read this book. I'll probably read it um, this in the next seven weeks, hopefully. That's I'm gonna set that, and I will tell you when I finish this book. Second up. We have The Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. So I got this um, from Dimmix and my dad bought it for me, so that was very nice. And um, yeah, so, but yeah, The Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb, book one of the Farseer trilogy, I think that's how you say it. And I talked about this um in my um in my small book haul, so excited, I think, yeah, my first ever episode, I think it was, yeah, so, this is a bit weird, I will just, I'll tell you about it anyway, but yeah, yeah, I got it from, um, Dimmicks, and, um, I got it for, 
I got it for $23. I've still got the price tag, which is a bit weird. But yeah. The kingdom of the six duchies is on the brink of civil war when news breaks that the crown prince has fathered a bastard son and is shamed into abdication. The child's name is Fitz and he is despised, raised in the castle stables, only the company of the king's fool. The ragged children of the lower city and his unusual affinity with animals provide Fitz with any comfort. To be useful to the crown, Fitz is trained as an assassin and to use the traditional magic of the Farsi family, but his tutor, allied to another political faction, is determined to discredit, even kill him. Fitz must survive, for he may be destined to save the kingdom. And the reason I bought this book, well, yeah, my dad bought it for me, but I was there with him, and um, the reason I bought this book is because I um, watch a um youtube channel called Persky books and um the um lady on that is very um talks about this a lot and like um says it's really good and i mean it sounds really good so sorry about the background noise but um yeah so i'm really excited for this honestly because i think um it will be kind of changed to what i've read so it's yeah it's fantasy and normally i'm used to reading Things like partials that are really dark, and not that this doesn't sound dark, but um, just kind of more, I'm excited to go more into fantasy than YA, and the end of the world, the end of the world is like, but that kind of sounds like the world is ending too, but yeah, it just sounds more like a kind of castle theme, which I'm kind of excited about. Okay, what else do we have? Oh, okay. Two, yeah. I've got that ah, dropping things everywhere. Okay, two new. I've got two ones here. So, um, I have Keepers of the Lost City Exile here. And, um, I'm, I'm also excited to read this book because, um, it's going to be a real change from what I've read because, um, what I'm used to reading because... I, I kind of wish I discovered this when I was eight, not when I was, um, older, but, um, yeah, so, this, yeah, it's, but I, even though I'm, I'm much older than I should be to reading, to be reading this book, it is, it is, like, I still really like it, um, but yeah, so, this I've had this on my shelf since last year in, uh, let me see, probably, oh, November. So what, do, what makes that? That's November, December. Yeah, so that's basically 10 months. So a bit embarrassed about that, but yeah. S Sophie Foster thought she was safe. Sophie's life finally seems to be coming together. She settled into her new home at Havenfield surrounded by friends and using her unique telepathic ability to train Sylvany, the first female alicorn ever seen in the Lost Cities. But Sophie's kidnappers are still out there, and before long she's back in incredible danger. Sophie must risk everything to find the answers to questions that could save not only her life, but the life of someone close to her too. So, and it says at the front, perfect for fans of Harry Potter. I'm a big fan of Harry 
Potter. Like, I feel like everyone in the world is. But, yeah, again, I read Harry Potter when I was um, eight and seven, so wish I'd discovered it when I was younger, but still, really excited to read that. And my grandma bought that for me. Um, so next we have A Darkling Plane by Philip Reeve, which is the last book in the Mortal Engines series. I'm very, 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 very upset. It is a quite a long book. It's like 500, nearly, um, no, wait, sorry, let me just see. Yeah, it's 570 pages, so it is quite long, um, but... I'm ready. I'm ready to sit down and read this and just emotionally deal with finishing this amazing series. In the time of mortal engines, London was once feared across the wasteland. Now it's a poison, lifeless wreck. But Tom and Ren believe the city may have a secret at its heart that could bring an end to the world to the war. Darkling Plane is the fourth book in the award-winning Mortal Engines Quartet. So yeah, this this is the fourth and final book in the series quartet, I guess I should say. Um, but yeah, there's three other books, um, like in his like series. Um, but um, not they're not included in this particular. I think they're like based on before the first book. But yeah, I mean it. It is so amazing, just. It, it's yeah it's like it's kind of like a real more because I read a lot of dystopian novels which means I read a lot of like end of the world happening like and to me this is probably the most realistic one I've ever read um and it's like the very very end of the world it's not like yeah it's, it's like it's a very very like yeah anyway won't give too much away but obviously it is it sounds really good you should read it go buy it that's all I'm gonna say just go buy it um anyway okay what else do we have yes here we go we have fever crumb and a web of air um both by philip reeve so that's as i was saying that's the two books um, that are after the second series in that series I was talking about. Sorry, I'm very confusing. But anyway, this is the fourth... This is the... Sorry. This is the first book in his second series. Um, and it's called Fever Crumb. So I bought... Yeah, sorry. So I bought these series all together. And um, I bought them when I was... So let's see. They're two years old. They're more than two years old. I'd say they're like three years old. Like two and three quarter, so two and like t nine months old. It's very embarrassing, but that's the truth. I um just like took a while to get to these books, I guess, because I was like reading The Land of Stories by Chris Colfer, and I was reading um what else was I reading? Yeah, I was reading Harry Potter. No, that that was before this. That was way before this. Um, what else was I reading? I was I was reading like Alice in Wonderland. I remember. No, I read Alice in Wonderland when I was eight. Sorry, I was reading a lot of other books. Definitely. Yes, I was. But, um, yeah, I just didn't get to this. But now, like, and I'm kind of glad because now I'm a bit older and I can more understand it and respect it for the amazing writer that Philip Reeve is. And, yeah.
thousands of years thousands of years from now an abandoned baby is rescued from the ruins of london and raised by an eccentric engineer could fever crumb's mysterious powers be the key to saving the city fever crumb is the first of philip reeves sensational prequels to the award-winning mortal engine quartet so yeah that sounds really good and i'm kind of also um it's like it's quite short compared to his other books i mean it's not that short it's 330 pages but um yeah so that i feel like i will fly through that and um i will really enjoy it and then we have a web of air um the second book in the fever crumb series yeah and also this is like two years and nine months old and yeah in a faraway corner of the world, a mysterious boy is building a flying machine with help from the brilliant engineer Fevercrumb, but their enemies are determined to possess the invention or destroy the secrets of flight forever. Uh, yeah, so, and that is also quite a short book, let me see. Um, yeah, only 290 pages long. Um, so, they just sound really nice and going to be not as dark as his other books um but maybe they maybe they might be um it seems like the first book could be a little bit dark but then it seems like the second book would be okay and then the next book in that series is scrivenger moon and it is also the last one it is a bit thicker than the other ones just coming at yeah just coming at 385 and yeah scrivenger's moon and I'll probably cry when I finish this, honestly, because he's just such an amazing writer. New London is almost ready to launch. As armies gather, determined to stop the city on wheels at any cost, Fever Crumb finds herself caught in a war that will determine the future of the human race. Scrivenger Moon is a third of Philip Reeves' sensational prequels to the award-winning... So, yeah, I will hope to finish his series this year which I definitely will if I don't I have failed because I feel like three years with having a book on your shelf and not reading it is just way too long because that's yeah okay what else oh we've only got how many have I explained one two three four five six seven I've only have seven so we have eight more left Kind of a Big Deal by Shannon Hale. Okay, so I got this last Christmas, so it's only eight months old. Still, that's that's a lot. That's really embarrassing. But um, anyway, yeah, Shannon Hale, New York's Times bestselling author. And here we Like, honestly, I'm... Uh, yeah, um, this was, like, really what drew, drew me to it. Like, the, um, the, um, the, um, blurb really was just, like, I need to buy this book. It sounds really funny. There's nothing worse than peaking in a high school. There's nothing worse than peaking in high school. Nobody knows that better than Josie Pye. She used to be kind of a big deal. She dropped out of high school to be a theatre star. But the bigger you are, the harder you fall. And Josie fell hard. Broadway dream, dead. 
desperate to escape, Josie gets into reading. Literally, she reads a book and suddenly she's inside it and with each story she's a different character. A post-apocalyptic heroine, the lead in a YA rom-com, a 17th century wrench in a corset. Book after book, Josie, the failed star, finds new ways to shine. But the longer she stays in the story, the harder it becomes to leave. Will Josie find a story so good that she stays forever? Yeah, so I'm really excited for this, honestly, because it just sounds really funny. And, well, I hope it's funny, because like, that's kind of the reason I hoped to buy it. And, I, yeah, it was funny, because I read the first ten pages, and it was... it. I kind of got the gist of the story, and... um. I'm not used to reading things that are in the third person, and yeah, this book is definitely in the third person. 99% sure it is in the third person, if I remember correctly. So, next, we have Daughter of the Empire by Raymond, Raymond E. Feist and Jenny Rutz. Um, and it is described as a grippy tale. So, I... Um, I I'm just finishing The Magician, um, and he wrote this kind of as an add-on, I'm pretty sure, and he wrote it with, um, Jenny Rutz, I'm pretty sure that's how you say her name, and, um, I, I, I've never read a, like, a proper novel, um, that, um, is written by two authors, um, and it's kind of always fascinated, um, me to, like, kind of think about how they do that, um, but yeah, it'd be pretty fun to write, um, a book with two, with, uh, write a book with someone, Blech, sorry, and I cannot read this book yet until I finish his entire series, which are absolutely amazing, and my uncle, my great uncle gave me those books, and um, he said, yeah, you'd probably like this then if you like that, and I'm really excited. Sorry, again, for the background noise, but, so the, it is called The Empire Trilogy, and this is book one. And I, sorry, I've had this, um, I talked about this book also in my small book haul, so excited, and um, so I've had this book for, let's see, um, it'll be like, uh, no, six months, yeah, half a year. A, magnis a magnificent epic of heroic adventure and dynasty struggle. Enter the mysterious and exotic world of Kelowan. Mara, the youngest child of the ancient and noble Akoma, fa Akoma family, I'm pretty sure, is about to take her pledge of servitude to the goddess Lash Lashima when the ceremony is disrupted by news of her father and brother's when the ceremony is disrupted by news of her father and brother's death in battle, despite her grief, as the only surviving member of her house, Mara must now take up the ma mantle, mantle of ruling lady, but she soon discovers betrayal at the heart of her family's loss, and the coma's enemies have brought her house to the brink of utter destruction. Mara, an experienced political player, must draw out her wit, on all of her wit, intelligence and cunning to navigate the ruthless game of the council, regain the honour of House Akoma and secure the future of her family, but with the assassins waiting around every corner and might take everything Mara has simply to survive. 
Yeah, so this sounds very good, and I'm excited because I love his Magician series. Um, and he's written a lot of books, I do believe. Um, and I also want to check out those ones too. Yeah, okay, here we go. Oh my god, yeah, he's written he's written a lot of books. And so has Jenny Rutz too. Um, but Raymond has written more. But, um, yeah, so, but I, my, yeah, people say that The Magician is his best. But I want to be the judge of that. Okay, sorry again about the background noise. Okay, next, um, we have this Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. Um, honestly, I've, I've surprised myself that I haven't read this sooner. Because you know how much I love The Hunger Games. And, like, this is, like, I remember I, I got this. It's so funny. I got this before because I remember, like, I don't know who told me to read The Hunger Games. I honestly cannot remember. And um, I remember I was, like, I was just had in my hand, I'm going to buy this book. And then I had saw this at Big W for, like, what was it? Yeah, $10. And I'm like, okay, okay, for the bargain. So I bought it before I even bought Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and Mockingjay. Um, but, yeah. I've had this for a long time. But the thing is, I've, I've, I've read half of it. I'm, I guess, I don't know. I kind of guess I was like, because I've kind of, I'm up to part two, the prize. And I, for some reason, I stopped reading it. I can't remember. I honestly can't remember why. I think I started... I started reading Red Queen, my other favourite really good series. Um, and I kind of kind of stopped reading this. Um, and I guess... I'm not saying this is a bad book. It is amazing. I'm, like, loving it. It's just... She just leaves every chapter on a really big cliffhanger. And it's, it's so beautiful and so horrible at the same time. And, um, I guess I just had too much expectations going into this book because I guess I was just kind of like, I just want to hear more about Katniss and, um, and Pete, Peter and Gail and stuff. And I just, like, was expecting too much of this. And it's, I don't know what, uh, this is really good still, though. It's, like, it's amazing. And I'm loving it. And I'm loving, like, how it's talking about Cornelius Snow's. It's just amazing. And, um, but it's, it is hard because, like, I just want to know more. But I've kind of, like, my, my fandom of The Hunger Games has kind of slowed down a bit because, um, Red Queen has not replaced it. But, um, yeah, but, you know, everyone goes through phases. And, um, I'm still in my Hunger Game phase. I still love it. And the movies just came out on Netflix. And, um... I just rewatched them all. But, um, yeah. Just, this is a great book. Sorry. Sorry for my little bit of, um, party pooping, I guess you could say that. But, um, this is an amazing book. Suzanne Collins is an amazing, amazing author. Her, I just love reading her writing. It's so emotional and so, and, and so, and so, just so gory, I guess you You've got to say, it is very violent. <laughs> it's so, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Ambition will fuel him. Competition will drive him. But power has its price. 
It is the morning of the reaping that will kick off the 10th annual Hunger Games in the capital. 18-year-old Cornelius Snow is preparing for his one shot at glory from as a mentor in the Hunger Games. The once mighty House of Snow has fallen on hard times, its fate hanging on the slender chance that Cornelius will be able to outchant, outwit and outmanoeuvre his fellow students to mentor the winning tribute. The odds are against him. He's been given the humiliating assignment of mentoring the female tribute from District 12. The lowest of the low. Their faces are now completely, their fates are now completely intertwined. Every choice Cornelius makes could lead to favour or failure, triumph or ruin. Inside the arena, it will be a fight to the death. Outside the arena, Cornelius starts to feel for his doomed tribute and must weigh his need to follow the rules against his desire to survive no matter what it takes. Wow. I always remember getting just chills down my spine when I was reading this and reading The Hunger Games. And, yeah, it just, it just gives you such a good feeling. Her books, even though they, they're not really meant to give you good feelings. They're very violent. But, um, I love that about her books too. But, yeah, okay. Read The Ballad of songbirds and snakes i always say the ballad of snakes and songbirds but um it is the ballad of songbirds and snakes i honestly haven't um read about songbirds and snakes yet i think no i probably have <laughs> but because it's been a while since i read half of the book okay what else do i have on my bookshelf um yeah so that's about it um and then i have the magician and silver Th Thorn, I think you said. Okay. Then I have The Magician by Raymond D. Feist, A Darkness and Sephanon and Silver Thorn. And they do not... Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Here we go. So, The Magician, I have given a lot of explanations about in my previous episodes. I'm just going to talk about the second and third books. Okay. Here we go. Silver Thorn is the second volume of Raymond... Raymond E. Feist's great epic of heroic fantasy. For nearly a year, peace reigned the enchanted kingdom of Rillianum. But new challenges await. Arutha, the prince of Condor, when Jimmy, the hand, the hand youngest thief in the Guild of Mockers, came upon a sincere knight hawk poised to assassinate him. What evil raises the death and makes corpses do battle with the living? At the behest of the Guild of Death, and what higher magic can defeat it? The new king of Midcamia is threatened, and a life or death quest must be undertaken for an antidote to, to poison that fell upon a beautiful princess on her wedding day. The best new fantasy concept in years. He has, has a chance of putting its author firmly on the throne next to Tolkien and keeping him there. That is like probably the highest review anyone an author can get honestly okay a darkness at sephanon the final stunning volume of raymond e feist's great heroic fantasy trilogy as prince as prince arutha and his companions and and his companions 
rally their forces for the final battle with an ancient and mysterious evil. The dread necromancer Marcus the Black has once again released, released, released his dark sorcery. Now the fate of two worlds will be decided in a titanic struggle beneath the walls of Sethanon, and the link between Kalawan and Midkenia is revived. The best new fantasy... Oh, sorry. I already read that. So, I've actually never read the summaries of these books. I didn't even know they had a summary. That's how little I've actually looked at them. And I'm not saying because I hate them, but just... Oh, I don't like them. Just because I, um, the first... My copy doesn't have a, um... They're very old copies, like, and they're, like, literally falling apart. Like, my, the magician one has, like, lost its back cover and stuff. So I presumed, I don't know why, but I presumed, um, the two others didn't have back covers, which is a bit stupid. But yeah, so, and then I have the magician, and then I have June, um, which I do not have right now because my dad is reading it. And, um, and, um, I don't know where it is, so I won't go get it. But, um, and then I have Crossed. By, um, I can't, I, I forgot the author. Um, but, um, yeah, oh, sorry, I'm really on my business. And it's nearly been 30 minutes, so I should probably wrap this up. So, thank you for listening, and I'm really sorry it's taken me, like, a long time to record this. But, um, keep reading, keep listening, and I will not babble like I did the last time. Because <laughs> I literally babbled for, like, so long in my last episode that I had to go, okay, I had, like, Okay, I'm doing it again. But thank you, keep reading, and keep listening. Bye.